Hello, awesome people. This is Nick to the Plus, your local community safety and health advocate. One thing I know is supply chain, manufacturing, warehousing, transportation. One thing that concerns me today is our supply chain. Over the past months, have you not seen shortages? Toilet paper, bullets, meat plants and other production plants closing down. Who knows how vulnerable our shipping is? What if gas prices start going up? These are all questions I have. But I advocate for you not only to be more responsible for your health, but for your well-being, livelihood, and self-sustainability. One thing I can recommend is for you to grow your own food. Start with simple steps. I want to offer you the Tower Garden Home, the all-in-one system that delivers year-round supply of health, homegrown herbs and veggies with a fraction of the time and work of a regular garden. The Tower Garden Home is a vertical aeroponic growing system that relies solely on water and nutrients to grow its produce. This soilless method has been proven to help plants grow faster and more efficiently than the traditional garden. So start growing your tower ta- to table yummy today. Go to nicktotheplus.com, look for the take action button on the top right hand, and find nutritional products, and live to the plus. Good day, awesome people. This is Nick to the Plus. Hey, um, I'm actually in fake book jail again for 30 days this time. Wow. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Really don't know what's going to trigger it or not. Um, actually, another friend posted something. It was about um, gaining a function and the virus and all that stuff and uh he had posted it and he didn't get taken down but for some reason i did i don't know i don't know but um i've I've heard at least four different uh, sources talk about fauci and gain of function and wuhan um lab and uh, giving taxpayer money towards gain of function research and all that and so I mean it's even on the NIH website that what they were doing over there you know so um, I didn't even get a fact checker it just took down but usually when it's taken down like that it's the truth right so I think there's a study 80% of people think that if there's a fact check that that, that it really is more true but uh, anyway um, so now that I'm have a 30-day vacation from Facebook, um, and uh, I think my audience is going to change a little bit. 
Um, but I, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Parler, I'm on um, Telegram, all that stuff. But uh, something I've, I kind of forgot about, and it, it kind of was a, an epiphany to get back on to Nextdoor, which already it's it's night and day from Facebook. You know, it's very positive. Um, neighbors helping each other. You know, I, I just saw a post about an 80 year old grandmother that's trying to sell her house and she's kind of in limbo. Um, I'm, I'm kind of in limbo right now with the house too, but um, everybody was very helpful and gave her suggestions and recommendations. And it's, it's really cool. Like, and not getting onto something and worried about uh, if you're going to be censored or yelled at or doxxed or anything like that so but uh so i'm gonna kind of change my format here a little bit uh, uh i'm gonna still do the morning um uh, drives to work thoughts of the day but um so yes the past two days uh two two days ago i posted about um stop watching and and join you know go out and get into your community and join community events and lo support local sports and participate in local uh, sports, referee, coach, you know, basically get off your butt, off of the couch, get out there and be active in your community, right? So yesterday was about joining Nextdoor. I made that podcast before I even knew I was going to be in Facebook jail. But um, I was promoting Nextdoor to reconnect with your community. That's the greatest thing about Nextdoor is that it's not Facebook all over the world. It's it's um, people in your community, how to connect in your neighborhood and your community, right? So um, I posted something on there this morning, and I want to talk a little bit more about it. Uh, so the 11... Oh, so kind of my mission of this podcast and my book and everything is living to the plus. And a big part of that, I think, uh, with all that's going on with current events these days is uh, to really, my mission is to develop local again, you know, really support buying local, growing our own foods, developing local food systems, um, reconnecting with our neighbors, doing um, activity and exercise in our neighborhoods, you know, having garage community workouts and healthy potlucks and block parties and really doing my part to try to get people to go local versus global. Go local, not global, right? Local, L-O-C-A-L, to global, G-L-O-B-A-L. And so what I'll say it again is going global, you're going to be too big and it's going to fail. And we've seen that with the freeze and COVID, how our supply chains and our, and our, um, uh, our, our stockpiles um, get affected and with that, right? So today I want to talk about urban agriculture. So as y'all know, I, I deal in Juice Plus and Tower Garden, and Tower Garden is um, 
vertical aeroponic uh, garden that you can grow leafy greens and some smaller vegetables and um, herbs. And so I want to talk about 11 different types of uh, urban agriculture, right? So we had one last spring, but backyard gardens are the most popular, right? We actually made a box garden, got some uh, two by fours and some soil. And so the key part is if you're going to have a backyard garden, don't just go back there and your yard's been out there for 15 years and, you know, um, uh, not so great grass. If you have not so great grass, that means you have not so great soil. So really, um, if you're going to do a garden, a backyard garden, one of the key elements is to invest in soil. Go to your local landscaping and soil uh, distributor and have them truck a yard or two to your yard. So a yard is a measurement and um, get some good soil. You know, they'll ask, ask them, tell them what you're going to go growing and uh, you really want to uh, get some good soil, you know, so box gardens, soil, um, looking into that, all right, so uh, street landscaping, something I'm really interested in is, um, you know, beautifying our communities by growing, you know, um, here at work, I noticed, and I need to find out who did it, but we have um, big, huge planters, and someone actually planted um some kale and some spinach and so every time i walk by there when i'm leaving work i go and grab a leaf you know if you pick leafy greens more they grow better right so i learned that one time so but land street street landscaping you know making our communities prettier and if you have more greens and you have more growing versus a barren road or street you know you're gonna have that drawdown and you're gonna have um better cleaner air and um it's just going to be prettier and better around all all around right so um street street landscaping uh landscaping streets such as living street design for mixed use this may include community gardens that are managed by a neighborhood right so that's something i'm really trying to figure out is how to promote and uh facilitate uh, neighborhood gardens, right? So if anybody has any suggestions or ideas, I've gotten some ideas from Nextdoor, which was really good. So that's another good thing about Nextdoor, getting good ideas from your neighbors. Okay, so the next, um, so there's back, backyard gardens, street landscaping, tactical gardens, using small available spaces for agriculture in the practical and quick way that doesn't involve great expense. For example, a keyhole garden that replaces a parking spot on a street, right? So just going, picking out spaces, and that's something I want to get ninja about is just, um, so one of my idols, uh, Stephen Ritz with the Green Bronx Machine, they can take any kind of plot or land or wall or anything and make it into a garden. So I kind of want to get ninja on that, right? So. Then you have greenhouses, residential community or com commercial greenhouses. So with this freeze, we did lose some power. I have a friend that actually had a, a greenhouse 
and they had a little heater going, but then they lost power for two or three days. And so she lost all her seedlings. So um, the, the 2021 Texas freeze was um, not, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, a, it was a, a weird thing that happened, right? But in normal Texas winters, if you have a greenhouse and um, you have maybe some kind of heat source or something that uh, you can have a garden all the way through the winter. You know, you just have to plant it and and have the right things involved in that. So that's really cool. Uh, forest gardening, gardening. Uh, I've never done this, but you know, going into a forest and picking apart your land, and you know, uh, depending on the forest, you know, some forests are kind of you know they don't get a whole lot of sunlight. If you have big trees, there's not a whole lot of sunlight on the forest um the ground right so i'm thinking so gardens in urban forests that may include diverse crops such as fruits nuts herbs and vegetables so something else uh -oh. uh, i was thinking about was uh mushrooms um there's a lot of you know um fungus fungus and mushrooms and stuff like that that uh you may be able to could grow in a forest garden right so something to look on to that um ferns you could grow ferns in forest right okay rooftop garden something i'm uh, something else i'm really interested in i think um the company i work with should do more to be a catalyst to um to promote more urban agriculture uh at at grocery stores have rooftop gardens that are also co-ops where the partner or the the employees and the and the local community members can get involved in uh, maintaining rooftop gardens together, you know, as some kind of a co-op, you know. So I think that's really cool. Uh, green walls, something, another. All these are really cool, right? Using a space on an internal or external wall that grows food. So this is one of the ninja things that Stephen Ritz does, you know taking a wall or an underpass or a wall in an underpass or something and making it pretty and growing stuff and also it provides food, right? So that's super cool. I need to look into doing that. Vertical farms, so that's something I've done with my tower garden, vertical aeroponic gardening. Um, every time I've done it, I've gotten a little better at it and learned something. And it was really cool. So the potential to build farms upwards to reduce the land footprint of agriculture, right? So if you're interested in learning about aeroponic vertical gardening, give Nick to the Plus a call. We can help you out and get you a tower garden. We also have the tower home where you can put your greens and leafy greens and herbs right next to your table. Uh, the tower, it has a light system to where you can pick your leafy greens and your herbs right off and directly to the table, right? So tower to table, right? So the next thing is animal husbandry, raising animals for food. For example, cities that allow residents to raise a limited number of chickens. So on next door, someone was uh, advertising uh, $2 eggs. And I asked her, how long have you been uh, producing eggs or how many you produce in a week would you be interested in um, giving a little session or seminar 
on um, growing eggs, urban and uh, urban eggs, or you know, kind of a combo of growing um, animal husbandry and urban agriculture. You know, so I'm waiting for her response. So that'll be kind of cool. So you know. Even though I'm on Facebook jail, I never stop not networking, right? I'm always reaching out to people, trying to figure out what they know that I don't know, that what I can learn and what I know that they might not know, that might, they might want to learn or that, that can help them, you know? So always be networking, right? So, okay, so animal husbandry, and then there's urban beekeeping. Urban beekeeping is a reasonable common hobby that may have benefits for the local environment, right? So I have a friend, Charlie B. Company, <coughs> and he's our local <coughs> beekeeper. And if you have bees or wasp or something that have uh, infested your house, you can always call Charlie B. Company to come and help you uh, get rid of those bees and find them a good home, right? So this is a really big part. If if everybody has every every single person or ninety percent of people had a an, a home garden, um, did a, a little bit of animal husbandry and did a little bit of beekeeping, uh, the world would be a very different place, right? So we'd have our bees to pollinate and get our plants growing. Uh, we'd have some protein or whatever from our uh, growing animals and getting eggs and stuff like that. And then we'd have our farms and we'd be connected that, you know, um, that's what I really want to try to do is create a system to where it's an easy way for people to do these things and they can be more self-sufficient and less dependent on uh, supply chain and grocery stores, but um, growing their own food and that, that, connection with our food, knowing where your food comes from and being participant in growing your food will just not only change the environment in your household, but your health, you know, being connected to your food is one of the primary things that we're missing these days in um, our health is being disconnected from food, right? So, okay, so the next one is Aquaponics, raising aquatic animals such as fish in a city that is typically accomplished by capturing stormwater to create a self-sustaining system, right? So that's another thing is uh, water catchment. You know, if everybody caught their own water, had their own bees, had their own protein from animal food and their own garden, oh my God, it'd be a totally different world, guys, you know? and. The politicians want to make it complicated. That's the simple thing. Doing these simple things, creating a simple system for everybody to have these things and be reconnected with their food and, and their health is a great thing, you know. So um, I don't know a whole lot about aquaponics, and I think it's kind of cool. I'd like to learn more about it, have some fish and some 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 vegetables, some plants, right? So um, that's another thing, right? <clears throat> Okay, so I think this is a really cool site, and I'm going to put it on on the show notes, but it's called simplicable.com, S-I-M-P-L-I-C-A-B-L-E.com, 
And so it's slash new slash urban dash agriculture, right? So 11 types of urban agriculture, backyard gardens, street landscaping, technical gardens, greenhouses, forest gardening, rooftop gardens, green walls, vertical farms, animal husbandry, urban beekeeping, and aquaponics, right? So if you want to learn more about urban agriculture or anything like this, again, I'm not a super duper expert, but I'm really passionate about learning and developing my ninja skills in urban agriculture to reconnect the community to each other, uh, to self, to our food, um, to our, our community, right? So that's that's my main mission with all this whole thing is living to the plus, is reconnecting. See, so one plus one equals two, right? See the plus, you made a plus there, right? So if you reach out to your neighbor and y'all learn something about um, beekeeping next week, you know, that's a cool thing. Call your neighbor, say, hey, I want to learn about 11 types of urban agriculture which one of these interests you listen to this awesome podcast and let's talk about it and learn and reconnect to each other reconnect to our food and live to the plus